You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, John Nunn, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, what's good, y'all? I hope everybody's been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far. And uh, believe it or not, we're actually halfway through September, which is just so surreal i cannot believe it myself and uh to me it just feels like we're stuck in this uh really weird uh, time loop and like i don't know like so so, like may sometimes may some days it might feel like may sometimes it feels like august definitely does not feel like september somehow although uh, i'm so happy that students are actually back on campus uh here at the university of guelph and uh, it's just so nice to be seeing so many not familiar but like fresh faces i meant um and uh, if you are a student and listening to this right now i wish you all the best good luck with everything that you have going on and especially if you're a new student and this is um, your first uh, time being on campus on like any university campus because of the pandemic and whatnot. Uh, Listen, you got this. And um, uh, if you ever need help, there are resources to help you out there. And we're all here to help each other. Let's not forget that, okay? So y'all make sure that you have fun, but also uh, stay on your grind, okay? Especially, uh, this is like a big point to all you first years out there. You know, I'm not trying to pull a mom out here, but you know what I mean? I've I've been there, done that. So I'm just sharing my own experiences with y'all. Um... It's nice to have fun. It's nice to experience this this new experience itself. But also make sure that you stay on top of your work. Make sure that you stay on that school grind. Because ultimately, at the, at the end of the day, excuse me, that is that should be your priority, okay? So again, not to pull a mom out here, but you know what I mean. Uh, I've been through this all myself now i'm just sharing my experience this is the thing that i wish i knew myself when i started university when i started undergrad myself you know just just sharing personal experiences and whatnot feel free to take any any points that you think is important or just uh completely ignore it whatever but you know i saw it within my responsibility to to just uh raise awareness of it anyway so y'all okay so we're mid-september what's happening in the world of combat sports right now well actually a lot has been happening in the world of combat sports honestly i cannot remember a time that not much has been happening in the world of combat sports but right now it just feels like we have so many different things going on so let's just uh do a review of everything so this past weekend we had celebrity boxing happening trailer fight club okay so <laughs> We already did a preview uh, slash breakdown of the fights that Triller was going to host on Saturday night, meaning the fight, the boxing fight between Evander Holyfield and Vitor Belfort. 
and the boxing fight, the professional boxing fight between two former MMA champions, Anderson Silva and Tito Ortiz. So today I'm going to be, while maintaining my cool, I will try my best to reminisce a little bit about everything that happened over this past weekend with that trailer fight club card. And um, so, you know, just talk about what happened and uh, what are the implications of those fights, those two fights and what does the future hold, not just for the fighters, but also for Triller and in general, maybe celebrity boxing, you know? So uh, we're going to be talking about that today. I really hope because uh, this this whole week uh, I've been talking to so many people about Triller and the fights that already took place over the weekend. Um, people have been expressing different opinions Uh, I've been talking to friends and family, you know, and uh, it's really interesting to... uh, Okay, so I'll actually say this. Usually when you discuss combat sports uh, with whoever, with uh, fellow fans, it's usually a mix of opinions. However, the surprise for me in this case was the fact that there seemed to be a consensus regarding how Triller presented those two fights to the fans and... Just like what the fans actually thought about those two fights, how they perceived the two fights. I just uh, from the people that I personally talked to, there was a lot of consensus. There was there was not a lot of difference of opinions uh, with regards to how everything turned out. So today I'm going to be talking about that today while being careful again to to maintain my cool. Because sometimes you guys know I get very passionate when I'm talking about things like that, especially when uh, controversy, some some sort of controversy is involved. Anyways, I will try my best to stay calm and talk about it uh, objectively as much as possible. Anywho, so uh, (laughs) yeah, so combat sports, right? Um, A lot of uh, diversity, a lot of uh, passion and spice in the field. Uh, rightfully so which is great uh so yes yeah, celebrity boxing we're gonna be talking about it again um how it, it honestly it is a little bit ironic now that i think about it because i feel like for the past three weeks we've had at least one segment that we've talked about uh, in which we've talked about celebrity boxing so it's actually a bit uh, surprising to me that um it seems like it's coming back every week Maybe that actually tells you something about where the sport, like in general combat sports is uh, heading and how it's uh, turning out to be evolving uh, over the months and over the years. But anyways, okay, so uh, before we get too philosophical about that, like I was saying, there's a lot happening right now in the world of combat sports. Okay, so in addition to Triller, um, I want to say that we actually have very interesting fight cards happening uh in the upcoming weeks so the big one that i want you guys to mark down in your calendars is well are the fights that are happening on september 25th so mma fans you already you should know by now that ufc 266 is happening on september 25th Correct, and it is going to be headlined by a fantastic bout between Alexander Volkanovsky and Brian Ortega. And you know the best thing about this fight card is that it's one of those um, stacked fight cards in which uh, we're, we're like every name that you keep looking at in the list of the main card. Um, they're very well known in the UFC roster. 
as a matter of fact, both the main event and the co-main are for the championship belts, like different championship belts. So Volkanovski versus Ortega is for the featherweight championship belts. And then for the co-main here, we have Valentina Shevchenko, one of the baddest uh, women fighters in MMA right now, who's going to be defending her flyweight championship belt against Lauren Murphy. And uh, these are the big fights, or should I say the, the championship fights that are only the championship fights that are happening on this card. But the next one that I'm going to tell you, kind of like uh, preview for you guys, uh, is going to be even at that level, if not better. Again, not to sound super subjective, but Nick Diaz is back, everybody. Mr. Stockton, uh, you know, 209, the king of Stockton. Let's just um, uh, label him that way. So Nick Diaz, who's been absent from combat sports and MMA for so long, is finally making his comeback on this UFC fight card September 25th. And he's going to be fighting off against... Another UFC veteran, Robbie Lawler, who was the former welterweight champion of the UFC. And it's going to be, I'm just going to tell you this. I don't want to get into it too much today because uh, on fight week, I actually want to break down this fight in more detail. I'm just going to say you, if you miss anything in this fight card, just make sure that you're fully alert and uh, awake, paying attention to this fight. Uh, between Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler is going to be one of those good fights that I'm sure even after it happens uh, we're going to be keep, we're going to keep coming back to the highlights of this fight because both guys are absolute badasses and uh, their styles are uh, very uh, brawler law uh, like uh, styles so they just uh, they don't really care how gassed they are they don't really care how injured they might be in a fight they just keep on coming forward and trying to push their opponent to the limit and uh the thing is uh, you just have uh, it's like uh two poles of the magnet that are that are the same sign uh or yeah am i saying the physics right so yeah just like they're so similar yet um the question is you know when you put them together when you put two people that are just so similar to each other like that together what is the outcome of this fight right you can only wait literally at this point i I hate to say it this way but it's one of those fights that even when you do give the breakdown for and you do give the predictions for you can you cannot really actually give a legitimate and realistic prediction because both guys are just so good that literally anything anything can happen in this fight so Robbie Lawler and Nick Diaz are also fighting on this UFC 266 fight card um another one oh my god okay it keeps getting better y'all so Jarzinho Rosenstrike is fighting Curtis Blades in a heavyweight bout on this card which is also very amazingly good uh both guys are former uh well sh- currently should i say they're currently top contenders in the heavyweight division and they're gonna be going at it uh in the spout and my prediction is that whoever wins this fight is potentially going to be moving up to the top three list uh of contenders in the heavyweight division potentially in the very near future getting a title shot against either uh Cyril Gunn 
or Francis Ngannou, depending on who wins that unification uh, fight between the two champions currently in the heavyweight division. But that is indeed my prediction. And uh, the other awesome fight that is happening on this card as well, on the main card of this UFC 266 card, is Jessica Andraj, the former strawweight champion at the UFC, is going to be fighting off against one of my all-time favorites in this division, Cynthia Calvillo. So this one is going to be also very interesting. One, because Jessica Andraj is arguably one of the strongest, most muscular um, strawweights uh, in, in, in this... Uh, Oh, actually, excuse me. Okay, so in the strawweight division, she's so, uh, so powerful. So, uh, like, such a show-off when it comes to her wrestling and uh, overall power. Okay, so I actually got confused for a bit because, like I said, she was a champion at, uh, at uh, 115 pounds. However... Good thing I caught this because this bout is actually going to be a flyweight bout, meaning that it's happening at the 125-pound weight division, uh, which is going to be interesting for both fighters because Cynthia Calvillo as well, she used to fight in the 115-weight division, and now she's also moved up to the flyweight division. So this fight as well is going to be one to watch. Um, It is going to be... so. I only wanted to preview, kind of, like, give you a heads up for everything that you should be expecting on UFC 266. But, uh, yeah, definitely mark that down on your calendar. And also, so I actually have something for both. Uh, I know sometimes MMA fans and boxing fans don't really get along. So for MMA fans, there you go. You have to, uh, UFC 266 on September 25th. For boxing fans out here, listen, Anthony Joshua is going to be coming back, everybody. He's going to be defending his WBA, WBO, IBF, and IBO heavyweight championship belts against the, should I say former? Yeah, so the former cruiserweight champion of the world, Alexander Usyk. So Usyk, uh, one thing that you should know about Alexander Usyk is that he actually comes from a very incredibly strong amateur boxing background. He won many uh, gold medals for his home country of Ukraine and the Olympics, etc., etc. And even after he made his transition to professional boxing, the success has been nonstop. And as a matter of fact, right now, if I'm not mistaken again, I will actually, again, thoroughly break down this fight uh, during fight week. But uh, if I am not mistaken, Alexander Usyk actually has a perfect professional record, which is unbelievable at this uh, at the point uh, that he's at right now in his career. It's unbelievable. Anthony Joshua, you guys know, you know, the young prospect that he was in the heavyweight division. He also comes from a very strong amateur background in boxing, uh, winning many medals and bringing so many accomplishments for his home country of the UK right and uh, I would say his success in professional boxing really just um, escalated accelerated after he fought Klitschko Vladimir Vladimir excuse me Klitschko and um, that's how everything took off for him however he had it had had this one hiccup the past uh couple years in which he fought Andy Ruiz Jr. 
the person, the, the biggest underdog that nobody was really expecting to win a fight against Joshua, yet it happened. You know, such as the, the, the world of combat sports, you never really can guess what's going to happen. You should never really underestimate your opponents. All that stuff. Again, I don't want to talk about it in too much detail on this episode, but just know that Anthony Joshua has one loss on his professional record. Other than that, he actually made a comeback fight against Andy Ruiz. Once again, he regained all of his lost championship belts. And now, currently, he is the reigning heavyweight champion of the world. He has all those four uh, heavyweight belts right now. And he is going to be fighting off against Alexander Usyk, who... uh, This is going to be the first time for Usyk that he's going to be fighting in the heavyweight division. So it is going to be interesting. He has to put on some weights. He's not really used to fighting at this weight division. And Anthony Joshua, uh, from the start, from the start of his career, he had been fighting at heavyweight. This is just so natural to him. The question is, can uh, has uh, Usyk's training prepared him well enough for this matchup against Joshua, or would would it have been a little bit better for Usyk to have a couple more comeback or warm up fights, should I say, before jumping right into the to the main <laughs> main event of the evening, so to say, you know, fighting the champion of the world? Um, I'm just I'm just not too sure about that. If I were the coach and if I were the person managing Alexander Usyk, I probably would not have given him the Anthony Joshua fight right away. But again, like I said, it is combat sports. It's never fully predictable. Anything can happen. And um, the only way to find out is for us to wait and see what will actually happen. But I just want to keep it there. This is this was just a little tease of what to expect uh, for the fight week leading up to September 25th because we have a phenomenal MMA card happening in the UFC and a fantastic boxing card as well with Anthony Joshua and Alexander Usyk. All right, so... There goes like two-thirds of the show already, like getting so hyped about all these fights coming up. But um, I really do want to quickly talk, reminisce a little bit about uh, the the Vander Holyfield and the the, the Tito Ortiz fight, the Triller fights. So um, I personally was not expecting the outcomes that we saw on Saturday night. I'm just going to keep it as brief as possible. Um, First of all, Vander Holyfield, he came in, on very short notice because the original contender in this case, Oscar De La Hoya, again, a legend in boxing, not at his prime anymore. We're not going to be talking about that, but uh, De La Hoya had COVID-19. He had to pull out of his fight. So uh, Evander Holyfield, he stepped in to fight Victor Belford, who comes from a very strong MMA background. He was a former champion in the UFC. His most recent fight was in 2018, but, uh, he had only fought professional boxing once before uh, circa 2006 or something. So boxing, professional boxing is not his uh, forte, right? But Evander Holyfield, again, absolute legend period, uh, you know, late 80s, early 90s. He was he was a man. He fought Tyson. Um, he was a champion, the heavyweight champion. Absolute goats, right? He comes in. He hasn't fought in so long. He's 58 years old. Okay, so <laughs> I'm so sorry. I told you guys I have to maintain my cool, so I will have to I'll have to respect that. Okay, so um the fighters come in. 
you wouldn't expect Evander Holyfield being the goat that he was at the time and the 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 uh, the wealth of experience that he has had in professional boxing you wouldn't expect Evander to come in looking uh lost in the ring or looking uh, like he doesn't know what he want to do next right inside the ring unfortunately that's exactly how it looked like he looked like he was like this was the first time ever that he was walking into the in, uh, the the boxing ring after 20 years not for an actual fight but more so for a sparring fight so it looked like he just um he didn't know how to coordinate his game plan and uh, I don't want to jump into conclusions right away because the fight didn't really last that long either, as you guys might have seen. Because Vitor Belfort, even though, like I said, he doesn't come from he does not come from a boxing background, a professional boxing background. However, um, he just uh, okay. Let's just say he did not fight in a calculated way he just started bombarding evander with shots he just wanted to go out there and unleash everything that he had so that like something would happen and indeed that something happened he was able to ko i guess i mean yeah the the referee stopped the fight but um he was actually able to stop evander holyfield he was able to wobble evander and uh, even though if the fight were to last the full uh, full um, distance, uh, the, the strategy that Vitor Belford employed in this fight, like early on in the fight, being that he just like he, he just was just so reckless and he threw all them shots right away, it would not have uh, been a great idea. However, I feel like this is one of those things that you have to take the risk in and if it works great if it doesn't you're kind of screwed um but uh Vitor Belfort he took that opportunity he did it and it was successful for him uh but again I was not impressed by Evander Holyfield but again I don't want to give him a lot of uh grief here because he hasn't fought in a long long time Vitor yeah he hasn't fought boxing but he's fought MMA and like the last time he fought it was 2018 so it's it's a long time away, but not as long as uh, Evander's. Like the the absence of uh, you know his absence from combat sports, I guess. So yeah, it was didn't live up to my expectations. Just say that. And the same thing went for the co-main event: Tito Ortiz versus Anderson Silva. Two coming from a very strong MMA background, again, two not being at their prime. Okay, let's just keep that in mind. But again, I was not impressed with the way things uh, uh, happened and occurred because Tito Ortiz, he looked like he was merely acting in this fight. And I know this is probably an a, uh, unpopular opinion uh, when I say this, but it looked like the fight was actually pre-planned. I, and this is what I was saying earlier uh, in the episode and that whoever that I've been talking to, you know, friends, family, whoever, uh, who watched this fight and who has a deep understanding of the sport actually realized that something fishy was going on with Tito Ortiz. It did not feel like he was actually uh, wobbled by the shot that he received from Anderson Silva. It looked very much like acting. And I know this is... Uh, like, there's no hardcore evidence to say, oh, yeah, Tito Ortiz was indeed uh, acting up. Like, it, he wasn't actually knocked out or something. 
but it definitely looked like it you know the the fighter the the fan intuition the gut never lies and i told you uh, told you guys the fact that everybody literally attested this to attest to the fact that something fishy was going on uh, that tells you something and also it makes it a little bit more fishy considering that uh, anderson silva knocked out tito ortiz cold like that and uh, you know that factor being that tito ortiz even in his professional mma career you know mma being the brutal sport that he is tito ortiz in mma he had never before been knocked out like that you know cold on the canvas just going down uh with his face literally on the canvas that had never happened to him before. And I know some people argue, okay, maybe it was the ring rust or whatever it was. No, 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 no. You know, once you have that muscle memory, there's no way that that can actually happen to you. And if you go back and rewatch the, the, the shot that led to that supposed knockout, it was not a powerful shot. The momentum, the angle and everything was not there for it to lead to that so-called brutal knockout. And uh, I've watched the footage myself a thousand times by now. There is absolutely no way that that could lead to such a horrid knockout that Tito Ortiz turn, turned it out to be. Okay. And I, again, I know this is probably an unpopular opinion, but uh, really, I've been talking to a lot of people because genuinely, I was personally really curious to see what other people thought about this fight. And turns out, surprisingly, everybody's actually on a consensus, consensus, excuse me, here, saying that, yeah, something, something weird was going on with that fight. So, you know, I'm just going to leave it there. Uh, you guys actually let me know what you think. What are your comments on that fight? So make sure that you haul at us at TKO underscore podcast on Instagram. Comment on the post that we're going to make this week or DM us. Let us know what you think about this fight. Honestly, I'd love to learn more. Anywho, so that's what happened this past weekend. You know, alas, celebrity boxing. I feel like sometimes we really praise it. And some some other times, like today, we're like, you know, SMH, uh, celebrity boxing kind of thing, right? But, you know, it happens. Uh, it's part of history now. And uh, it is what it is, you know? Anyways, so I do want to talk about a fight, a very interesting fight that is happening this upcoming weekend. Very briefly. So in Bellator, I feel like we never talk about Bellator, but this Bellator event is actually going to be one to remember. So Bellator 266, it is going to be headlined by a fantastic light heavyweight bout between Yoel Romero, Soldier of God, and Phil Davis. Okay, so I'm going to briefly give you a background on both guys. So uh, number one, okay, so Yoel Romero, y'all remember from the UFC, he used to fight at the 185-pound weight division, an absolute monster when it comes to wrestling, um, he, his gas tank is just unbelievable, explosive shots that he throws, it's just, uh, no one really was able to match that in the UFC for as long as he was in the organization, and, uh, you know, the cherry on top is that he, he is indeed a world champion in wrestling, he comes from a very extremely strong wrestling background. He's won many championship uh, championships. And uh, the, by the time that he made his transition to MMA, it w he was just uh, one of the scary dudes out there, correct? So 
Yoel Romero was in the middleweight division in the UFC. After his contract was up, he actually got signed to Bellator. And since his signing with Bellator, he's decided to move up a weight division to light heavyweight. And this is the first time in a very long time that Yoel is going to be fighting at this heavier weight division, which makes us think, would that... Okay, so two things. Would that help with his power? And... Or, actually... Would that be harming him in a way because he's heavier after all? Maybe his gas tank wouldn't be that that great after all. Um, but, you know, again, this is one of those things that we have to sit and uh, just just judge based on uh, everything that you all puts on. And like the show that you all pro- puts on for us at Bellator 266. But this is going to be a very interesting fight because he is going to be fighting off against Phil Davis, who's a veteran in Bellator, actually. Um the, the, the good thing, the benefit for um, uh, Phil Davis is that he has been a, a longtime veteran in the, heavy, in the light heavyweight division. He's coming from a loss from the Grand Prix that Bellator had in the light heavyweight division. But you know what? I'm sorry. Who cares? Because he's an absolute badass and he's been in this weight division for a long, long time. He's a very incredibly respectable guy in the light heavyweight division. And the fact that he is going to be fighting off Yoel Romero, I think um, it's like a mutual thing, a mutual thing that tells you, okay, the fact that he's fighting Yoel, that tells you something that tells you that he has it. He has it in him, whatever it takes to fight Yoel Romero and for Yoel Romero to be fighting Phil Davis, a veteran in this weight division in Bellator, tells you that Yoel could potentially have a chance at beating him. So it goes both ways, and it tells you that this is going to be arguably a very exciting matchup, and I would definitely recommend all of you guys to be watching it this Saturday night. Okay. Oh, I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to be having for this week. You guys, make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. And until next time, it's your girl, Janan, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.